0: Dina Jansen, and we are in studio today with Stephanie Lambropoulos, president of the Chamber Orchestra, or Queens University Chamber Orchestra, and uh, Shannon Hughes, the marketing director, and Kelsey Lucier the conductor for the Queen's University Chamber Orchestra. Welcome all three of you into the studio today. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. This is really exciting because you have some exciting stuff coming up with a big performance, I believe, on December the 1st.
1: Yeah, yeah that's correct, right? It, uh p.m. in Grant Hall
0: is where we'll be performing. Alright, so we'll talk a little bit more about that event itself, but first tell us about yourselves and the various roles that you play within the Queen's University Chamber Orchestra.
1: Okay, Uh, so my name is Kelsey and I am the conductor or maestro of the orchestra. Um, My role is essentially to prepare the orchestra for each of our concerts so um, I have a big part in choosing the repertoire um, purchasing the repertoire and um, preparing the orchestra to play the repertoire so often um, during rehearsals I will teach individual instrument sections the appropriate parts and um, yeah just make sure that everybody feels comfortable with what they're playing and enjoys the rep and um, yeah, it's something that I love doing it's my favorite thing to do
0: fantastic and Stephanie how about you
2: um, okay, so I'm the president of Kuko this year. Uh, it's my third year playing uh, in Kuko And it's actually my third year also being the section leader for the cello section uh, in Cuco. Um So my job at, like as the president is mainly to like oversee all the execs roles make sure that like what they're doing is good I also book our concerts, so Grant Hall me, <laughs> yeah, um, but mostly my job is to oversee everybody else and so make sure that like everyone else is, is doing good and like I send out the emails that make sure people show up to our rehearsals when we ask them
3: to.
0: Wonderful and and how about you, Shannon?
3: Uh, so I'm in charge of all the marketing for the orchestra. I run all our social media. Uh, we have a Facebook page and Instagram page and a Twitter account. Um, And I also design the posters and the program and make sure that everybody knows what we're up to. And I play the trombone in the orchestra as well. That's another important role.
0: (laughs) Very important, (laughs) very important. Excellent. And uh, so you're all students. What are you studying here at Queens?
1: Um, I'm in my fourth year of the bachelor music program. I play the flute, and um, but I'm really interested in music theory. I really like analysis, which is kind of very closely related to conducting because of the
0: preparation that you have to do before you conduct a piece. So, All right. And?
3: I'm in my third year life sciences major and drama minor.
0: Okay. Thank you, Shannon. And how about you, Stephanie?
3: Uh, I'm in my third year politics major. Um, I'm actually a music minor. Um,
2: contrary to Kelsey, I hate theory, but I love the performing aspect, uh, which is why I'm in Cuco.
0: I really liked how you were all able to emphasize the different faculties or sorry departments that you're in too. It seems to be that not everybody in the orchestra is actually in the music program. Oh, definitely
2: yeah, no. not. We have so many engineers in CUCO, like so many engineers, like a lot of uh, like engineering students. We have a couple life side, not many politics. I know a couple, um, but definitely a lot of arts, a lot of engineering, not many music.
1: Really? No, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's only two music majors in the orchestra. It's myself and a cello player. But she was actually a comp sci major before this year becoming a music major. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. wow! So so wide. This this surprises me. I figured yeah. it'd be awash with with uh, music uh, majors no. and maybe the odd film kid or something. <laughs> no, we, yeah. we pride
2: ourselves on being a non-auditioned orchestra where anybody can join and anybody who has an instrument or can get their hands on an instrument can play. It really is for like a lot of people reliving their passion for music, even if they're not taking it academically.
0: Okay. So uh, how many musicians are there and what kinds of instruments are actually in the... Is it ensemble, is that the correct word, or, yeah, or that's orchestra? orchestra? that's correct, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have actually two ensembles
1: under the QCO umbrella. We have the regular orchestra and then we also have a jazz band. Oh. Um, yes. In the regular orchestra, we have approximately 95 people, yeah. um, <sighs> yeah. including myself so, and all of, the exec, <laughs>
0: um,
1: all of the exact play in the orchestra. Um, and in jazz, we have about... Fifteen to twenty people, which is great. Like, um, well, it's, it's new. It's, it's news new, and our numbers are are up from previous years. So it's it's quite a lot of people to um, manage and have in one room for three mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like we have, you know, the more people that there are in the ensemble, the more opportunities you get to meet new people and make new yeah. friends and it's yeah. just a really overall enjoyable social yeah. experience
2: definitely and the more people we have the more chances for diversity so the past two years we've had a double base which is always nice mm-hmm. All, like I don't he has a car it's the only way he can get it, <laughs> yes. get it there. that's one
0: of those really 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 oh it's, big it's yeah. Yeah. massive um, yeah.
2: we have eight cellos this year, I believe. Wow. I believe it's six or eight. We had eight, I think it's six now. It's still a lot. Um, in my first year, there was me and occasionally two other people <laughs> on a
3: good day. Um, we also have we have a lot of trombones this year. Yeah, We've I a think good we amount have of about trombones. five or six trombones. We have a tuba. We do. We have bass clarinet. Do we still we have, have euphoniums?
0: One. We have
3: one euphonium, yeah.
0: What is that?
3: A smaller
2: <laughs> tuba.
0: Yeah, it's in no a different key. <gasps> oh, that's no, is, so is that it's like a Olivier? Is Hoover. it the player Olivier? He's in Queen's Bands.
2: Uh, no. I don't think so, I don't no. Actually...
0: Okay, because there's a mini trombone player named <laughs> yeah. Olivier in Queen's <laughs> oh, Bands. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that is, <yeah. laughs> and yes, and it has that funny name that yeah. I've never heard yeah. before.
3: But yeah, we basically accept all instruments. Yeah. Like, yes. anyone who wants to come yeah. join me. Including have... saxophones. Yeah,
2: saxophones,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, including saxophones. But what if I came in with the mighty triangle?
2: Oh, we love percussion. We have a lot of percussion this year, which is great, because it means that we can utilize a lot of the percussion we have. And it also means that we have the opportunity to, like, purchase more percussion and, like, have more of a, a range. Because, you know, we used to use, like, the keyboard primarily, and, like, you would do the different settings that would make it sound like like a triangle or, like, a little, um... Or a harp. Like a harp, yeah. <laughs> but now, like, we're getting to the stage where we have so many percussionists that we're capable of, like, buying more symbols and buying things that actually sound like what they are okay. versus like a keyboard where it's like one person doing all of it.
0: Okay. So I so I'm assuming for somebody who wants to do the harpsichord that they're probably still at the keyboard. So yes. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you could just like carry one of those around. I think they're big. Yeah, they right?
1: pretty big, yeah. Pretty big <laughs> and, quite, and boxy. Yeah, they're
0: rare. Have you yeah. ever seen one?
1: Yeah, actually the music department has I think two or three. There's really? There's definitely yeah. one
2: harpsichord at the Isabel and there's mm-hmm. one in one twenty four. 120. Of, one, 120 yeah.
1: in age, yeah. What They're about cool. a dulcimer? They, music department also has some of those. There's like a room <laughs> in the in the um, Harrison LeCain Hall. It's I don't know how to access it. It's kind of like top secret. But um, <laughs> there's a room with just all these world instruments and period yeah. instruments. And um, I don't know what kind of shape that they're in. Th-
2: I've seen a couple, and they're pretty good. My world music teacher last year, like, she brought out a couple to kind yeah. of be like, look, guys, culture. Yeah. Um, but they definitely <laughs> have, a, like, a secret room of, like,
1: yeah. cool It's cool really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, the music department kind of is sitting on, like, a gold mine of
0: instruments so that you can <laughs> rent or experience or... Um, or C, news, like yeah. that sounds like a museum yeah. <laughs> waiting to happen there, right? Or, or maybe, you know, lessons. Who doesn't want lessons on a harpsichord? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, this is wonderful. I was, I was kind of curious, though, too. You talked about a number of the instruments that are being played, and you talked about how uh, year after year, uh, different students uh, come in with all sorts of different instruments, so it sounds like you accept anybody and you don't have a particular we need this person with this instrument with that particular talent so what um i'm wondering how does that inform uh because if you've got like six cellos as was mentioned earlier and a double bass this year how does that inform the selections of the pieces that you want to practice and perform the selection of repertoire
1: the process that we usually go through or we have gone through this year at least is you know i'll Evaluate the abilities of the orchestra based on past recordings and mm. then um, Suggest a list of repertoire and then the exec votes on them because we want to make sure that everybody likes what they're playing and so um, Yeah, I guess that's the process we go through, but it's basically the general level of the orchestra is somewhere between high school and University we have some players who have only been playing for like two years and we have some our concert master was like professionally in an orchestra in Saskatchewan mm-hmm. so we have just this huge range and currently we have um, like th- keeping the balance can be a little bit difficult because currently we have um, you know like 25 flutes mm-hmm. as opposed to six cellos well, yeah six cellos and 12 violins, kind of thing one viola um, and so what is difficult for me is understanding the potential abilities of each of the sections and um, you know seeing how far I can push them within well, I mean, ultimately outside of their comfort zone, but in a way that's not going to make them feel too uncomfortable that they won't uh, want to perform it. So I really like to try and challenge the orchestra. I think that the best part about music for me is that you're never done learning it. Mm -hmm. You can never master it. Mm -hmm. um, And that is really ultimately what I love about music so much. And um, to be able to share that with people is just the greatest thing for me. <laughs> it must
0: be quite exhilarating. Yeah.
3: yeah, Kelsey does a really great job of choosing like one or two very technical pieces per semester that we really spend a lot of time working on so that everybody can kind of learn some new skills. For those pieces, we have a lot of fun pieces as well, but when we really master those technical ones, you feel like really proud of yourself for being able to play something like that.
0: For sure. Now, I have a maybe the just digging a little bit deeper as a conductor. I'd like to know little bit more maybe about what kinds of training uh, one undergoes in order to actually conduct because you've moved from well you're a musician too but how do you stand up and then lead how many people? 95 95 people. That's huge. So how do do you bring order to the chaos? So the training that you have to do to do that. And how much do you need to know, actually, about how to play every single instrument?
1: You know, that's a really interesting question, because um, I have a quite a lot of experience in public speaking which works in my favor Um, but being a conductor you know starts with just having a love for music and having a love for sharing music with other people and so the only training that I I say only but it is significant um, (laughs) training that I had in um, learning to conduct was I took a semester-long course from one of my professors on how to conduct and basically he taught us the patterns and that was really it okay And so from there um, you know you watch YouTube videos of so these world famous orchestras performing, and yeah, yeah. the major conductors like uh, uh, Gustavo Dudamel, and um, you you see how they are able to shape the music with their actions, and um, really convey, you know, the original intention of the composer, and um, yeah, it's just it's a lot about um, knowing what you want out of a piece and being able to physically, and also using words in rehearsals, but really physically convey um, the emotion and also the technical aspect of each piece. And, um, I mean, standing up in front of 95 people is terrifying, regardless of how much you know, public speaking or performance experience that I had. I mean, I started doing this in my third year, so this is my second year doing this. Um, And the first rehearsal we had, I was just scared. I was so nervous. But it worked out really well, and it just... What's very intriguing is that this ensemble makes my learning process public. And so when I make a mistake, everybody knows, because they can see me make the mistake, and I will call it out and say, oh, sorry, I made a mistake.
0: But if you made a mistake, who notices, the musicians or the audience? The musicians. The musicians. Okay.
1: And so the audience, its the first time that I performed as a conductor, it was really kind of cool because um, in solo performances, I have, you know, like everybody, a little bit of performance anxiety. And all of that kind of went away when my back was to the audience mm-hmm. because the audience is focusing on the 95 people in front of me and not... On me waving my arms, I am just kind of like a vessel through which the audience gets to hear what we've prepared.
0: Well, if you moonwalk or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's true. laughs> maybe. That's true, but
1: yeah, it was just a really interesting new perspective on performance in general. Because performing as a skill is very, very different from just playing, and it took me all four years of my undergrad to learn that um, you have to practice the actual skill of performance mm-hmm. in order to be a, a successful performer. Um, you can play your scales at a hundred miles an hour in the practice room. But if you can't stand in front of people and also do that, then it's the disconnect is just too much. So yeah, I know. It's, I just really, really enjoy doing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Indeed. Now for, uh, f- for uh, Stephanie and Shannon as musicians then, uh, and this is something that I've always wondered a little bit about as, you know, a casual observer, if you will. Uh, it's, I'm not hugely uh well acquainted with orchestra i've been to the theater a few times and seen a small orchestra playing but not its 95 (laughs) person thing no um but i've always often wondered is it more important for the orchestra to read their music and pay attention to that or follow the baton how does that work
2: i think it's a bit of both like if you can't read your music, you can't play your part. So you really gotta you gotta look at that. But you know Kelsey, for example, she tells us when we need to slow down and when we need speed up, like need to speed up. And when you have ninety five people, you know, and everyone's just kind of going at their own pace and at whatever speed they want to go, it's gonna fall apart so fast. Mm-hmm. So watching Kelsey is really important, especially for art type of orchestra. You know, you see professional orchestras sometimes they might not rely on their conductor as much as our orchestra for example because we do have people who are beginners and we do have people who are like in the middle and we have people who are like very advanced and like Mm -hmm. amazing so i think definitely having kelsey there like she tells us like this is what we're starting this is when we finish this is how fast we go how slow we go this is when we randomly change time signatures (laughs) and you know when we slow down and when we speed up and it's
0: or the the volume at which one section might Mm -hmm. be playing and bring that up Yep, a notch and over here you have to lower things down
2: yeah definitely Kelsey tells us a lot without saying anything
0: so it's almost like sign language in that sense pretty much really cool what do you think
3: Uh, well I think at the beginning it's a lot of focus on the music as you're trying to figure out what notes to play how the rhythms sound and everything and then once we get kind of more familiar with the songs then the focus kind of shifts more into Kelsey, as we look at like the more technical aspects of when to crescendo, when to decrescendo, and when we really need to look at her as we hold the note all together, or things like that, or when to cut off that last note and everything. So I think it kind of progresses um, into more focused on her.
0: Okay. So now... Here's another question, too, uh, for our uh, conductor or maestro. Um, and I wonder about this. All, everybody in here uh, is a female musician, too. I wonder if it's true if there are very few female conductors. And if yeah. that's true. I've heard this. That is Why? absolutely true. 100%.
1: Um, historically, musical composition and conducting has been a predominantly male Dominated field. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some fantastic female conductors. I can't think of any names off the top of my head, but um, especially in um, community orchestras, and there are a few professional-level female conductors, uh, but they are um, less—they less frequently stay established with one orchestra for a certain amount of time. And you know, in the course that I took about conducting, you know, we had a presentation on you know, the top 10 professional female conductors in Canada or whatever, and you I had never heard of them before, which I found to be quite shocking. There is definitely a market for female conductors. Like, it's definitely um, something that is wanted for in the industry.
0: Okay.
2: it's It's the same with performance. If you look at a lot of professional orchestras, more recently they've been trying to hire more women to play in more professional orchestras, less so, like, Community orchestras, it's kind of like anybody who auditions well, but in the professional setting, it's very much been predominantly white men, uh, at least here Hmm. um, in Canada. I can't really say for everywhere else, but um, I've learned that there are some orchestras, I believe in the States, that have started carpeting the floors and doing blind auditions. Um, And so it prevents people from knowing whether it is like a woman, if she's wearing heels, or if it's a person of color who's playing, they don't know who is playing, it says, like, player A or whatever, and they play their piece, and if it's good, they've realized that the people in the orchestra have become completely diverse versus when it's a regular audition, they've noticed that they stick to that kind of thing, and I don't know whether it's, like, a psychological effect where we think, like, this is how it's always been, so clearly it must remain, or, like, I am not a an expert in that field, but I think it's definitely been getting better as we've okay. seen a, a change to, like, wanting, like, diversity.
0: All right. Anything Doug? Shannon? Um, Well,
3: in our own orchestra, I think, at least for the first few years, we had mostly male conductors. Um, Our conductor before Kelsey was also uh, a woman. And I think when we uh, auditioned for uh, when Kelsey was coming up, they were all women who were doing it so I think we're seeing it a lot more like obviously we're we just pick who we kind of take a vote in the orchestra as to what conductor we feel most comfortable with um, but it's definitely becoming more prevalent
0: wonderful and now you talked about auditioning too what does the audition process look like for students who might like to get involved with the, with the orchestra um, well, if you want to be a musician in
1: the orchestra, you don't have to audition. You just kind of have to show up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of fun.
0: So it's like a jam session, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, a little bit. But of, a little more orchestrated. Yeah, a little more structured.
1: We we like to encourage as much attendance as possible because yeah. you know it's really hard to put together a solid set list if we don't have you know pretty much regular attendance.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: in terms of the process for selecting a conductor, it's a little bit more um, strict. When I, it's actually kind of funny. I actually kind of became the conductor of this ensemble, by accident, because, um... (laughs) You fell on
0: the baton? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I
1: I saw a Facebook post um, from the previous conductor advertising the position, and I just liked the Facebook post because I thought it was a cool thing, and I'd seen the orchestra play before, and I was like, people should check this out. I wasn't really thinking of me. Um, And then I got a Facebook message a week later, and she was like, hey, here's your audition rep. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll be there. (laughs) Wow. So I I just studied it, and then I think there were three of us who auditioned, and... um, I just kind of showed up and did my bit and then found out about it later that day
2: yeah the way Mm -hmm. the way we auditioned at least i think this was that was the first year we had auditioned i believe um i could be wrong i was in first year at that time but um we basically it was near the end of second semester and we'd kind of already finished all of our pieces and they were all pretty pretty decent so um everyone who was auditioning essentially to be our conductor for the next year uh took one of the pieces we'd already been playing and kind of conducted us through it and told us things they wanted us to like change or like, you know, kind of tried to show up like, what can they do for us? And then at the end, we had a vote. And Kelsey was definitely the most technical. And she was like, I think this part needs to be louder. And like, you know, you guys need to be softer over here. And like, maybe you guys could just go like, woo, and like, make it bigger. And like, <laughs> so it was very like, a lot more technical. And so I don't know what the vote count was, but I'm glad Kelsey's here. Well, yeah, thanks. me too.
0: <laughs> so what would happen if she was holding the baton and started doing pirouettes or something like that? <laughs> what would happen to the orchestra? Would it all just break down? I think well, like, depending on the piece. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they'd probably just look
1: at me and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> they, you threw out, I don't know, I... A lot of the time, I'm just really hungry, and so my way of teaching involves a lot of
0: food metaphors, and it yeah. yeah.
1: really up a lot with my bad jokes and my weird sense of humor. <laughs>
0: I think it would be really great if we saw an Instagram post of you doing some pirouettes or something <laughs> while leading this orchestra. Please do. Yeah, or a Snapchat I that or yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that I think, will happen. I think two Tweet years, us. This two is for you.
2: Yeah, yeah we, ne- we never had a conductor doing like pirouettes and stuff, but I believe it was two years ago when the trombone section got up in one of our pieces. They weren't playing anything, and it was at the concert. And they like picked random people in the audience
3: and started like salsa dancing with them. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was a piece where the trombone section didn't play in, and so. our conductor was like, well, you guys need to do something, so I bought these flowers for you. Take the flowers into the audience, pull people up, and dance with them. That's
0: amazing! That's wonderful.
3: Yeah, so we do a lot of of fun things in the orchestra.
0: (laughs) Excellent. All right. so we mentioned at the top of our program today uh, that uh, the Chamber Orchestra has an event actually coming up in December. Can you tell us a little bit more about it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's going to be our first concert of the year, or the school year. Um, We have one concert per semester, um, and it's going to be a mix of uh, Big QCo, the actual orchestra, um, jazz repertoire, and Stephanie's actually in a small ensemble, a string quartet that we'll be playing. Okay. Um, And it's on uh, Saturday, December 1st, at 2.30 in the afternoon in Grant Hall. Tickets are by donation. You come pay what you can, what you want, at the door. Um, And the entire event... Including a, our 20-minute intermission, will probably be around two hours ish, um, and we always have a bake sale, so
0: mm-hmm. free food, <laughs> free food, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and yeah, it's it's always a lot of fun. Uh, we usually get a, a good, pretty good turnout, and um,
0: can you give us some yeah. hints about the music that will be played?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, this year's or this semester's theme is. Um, Keep on
3: the big the screen. On the big screen, yeah. yeah. So it's it's all movie-themed, so all our... We have uh, selections from Pirates of the Caribbean, from uh, Polar Express, uh, stuff like that. And then we have a couple of classical pieces that are often featured in films as well. Okay. Um, so it's a whole, a whole range of things. Yeah, Yeah. it's very exciting. We're definitely <laughs> doing
0: some fun pieces. All right, that sounds wonderful. Now, where can people find more information about the Queen's University Chamber Orchestra if they'd like to get involved?
3: Involved. Yeah, um, our Facebook page is the main thing where we post updates about the concert, about uh, when rehearsals, the first like three rehearsals are posted on our Facebook page so that you can come and join because we do accept new members for mm-hmm. second semester. So if anyone comes to the concert and is like, wow, that's great, I would love to join, like keep an eye out on our Facebook page for a post about our first rehearsal in second semester. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also check us out on Instagram at Kukogram. We do use the Twitter. I don't know how much people check twitter (laughs) anymore the facebook is really our our main way to get in contact with us and we're pretty quick at answering any messages direct messages that anyone has as well
0: and there's also contact information too through the ams because you're also a student club so uh, and then those direct links to those socials are beyond there too for anybody who's looking uh through the ams website at student clubs and uh looking to get involved with awesome music uh, right here on campus as a student uh, so we've got actually a little bit more time left but one thing we need to do is actually get a little bit of a taste of the music that people might actually get to enjoy oh, yeah. um uh, and, the, and and it's at grant hall on december 1st yes. yes yeah okay so what is the selection that you're uh playing for us here
2: so, um. this is something we played two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from Pirates of the Caribbean. We're playing the same piece again this year, so we figured it'd be a nice little taste. A uh, bit of a different orchestra, considering it was two years ago. Um, I'm in it. Shannon's <laughs> in it. Uh, Kelsey, unfortunately, was not the one conducting. I uh, but the our, You were in the audience. <laughs> <amazing>. <laughs> I was there. Amazing. Um, and our conductor at the time, she was amazing as well. So, we're, we've been very lucky to have some top-tier conductors uh, for the club. But yeah, we'll be playing uh, Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Shannon Hughes, Stephanie Lambropoulos, mm-hmm. that's right? Yeah. yeah, like, yay me. <laughs> and Kelsey Lucier from the uh, Queen's University Chamber Orchestra for giving us so much of your valuable time today. I'm really excited to hear more about uh, your music, and please sub- record and submit some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely.
1: Thanks, Thanks so much for much. having us.
0: All right, so let's, uh, let's uh, tune in for this lovely piece from QCO.